The jukebox was playing and the dog was howling And I was dumpster diving with my gal And everything seemed to be so fine The banjo was playing I was eating watermelon rinds Who to do nabba doop Dumpster diving nabba doop blabba doop Dumpster doops The comedy podcast, the comedy podcast, the comedy whoa Live from my garage This might not be the moment you were waiting for But it is in fact a moment it's the Comedy Podcast! Ah! I'm your host, James Hammond, and the whole point of this podcast is I go over old comedy notepads with a bunch of jokes written in them. A lot of them have made it to stage, a lot of them haven't. And uh, what I do is I just kind of I read them off, I add life to them, I spice them up, I riff on them, I rant on them, try to come up with something that can just make anyone out there listen and laugh, because that's the whole point of this thing, is to elicit laughter. Laughter is great. And, of course, to cause a revolution in the first world, as well as just to alleviate everyone's stress. Those three things mainly. Laughter, revolution, alleviate stress. That's it. And uh, I'm your host, like I said, James Hammond, a stand-up comedian. If you want to book me, uh, I, I will work for money and um, face tattoos. So hit me up with a, an email if you need a comedian for any event, really. Um, yeah. James Hammond Comedy, Hotmail.com, and Gmail. Pretty minimal right now. But of course, as the sanctions lift from this crazy pandemic BS, I will get back to murking it. Now, uh, before we get into the show, as always, you got to spice up your life with a little bit of chest zestarelli, as I like to call it. This is the. Oh, that was. <laughs> there was nothing in it. You ever just go to do that? You go to light a little bongarino, and there's just nothing in it. You're like, what the heck am I thinking? Time travel. Like, did I go back in time and do it already? Who knows? Think about that for the next about seven seconds. So, I was scanning through some news before I got started on this. I got some jokes here. But I was just, you know, looking at the news. And apparently, in the United States, it said that they could administer up to 100 million doses in a week with the help of pharmacies. So pharmacies get on board and start giving out shots of the vaccine, then they could get 100 million people vaccinated, which is crazy. That's a fucking, that's a lot of people to get a needle to, right? You know, it's making heroin dealers feel ashamed out there. Like 100 million people are going to take a shot in the arm. Man, I really should have spread my clientele a lot further than I am, you know? No, but seriously, that's crazy, right? That many people. And then who really wants the lady or dude at the pharmacy giving them a, a flu shot, you know? They don't even know where the Ferrero Rocher are when I ask. Hey, where's the Ferrero Rocher? I don't know. Becky, what aisle is a Ferrero Rocher in? I don't know. I'll have to ask Michelle. Michelle, what aisle is a Ferrero Rocher in? Oh, I think it's in aisle 14. Aisle 14. It's like, it's just like a pecking order. At the goddamn pharmacy, right? So hopefully you get the lady who's been there for like, you know, two and a half years. As opposed to everyone else who's been there for like three weeks. Janice, do you know where the... Where do we keep the milk? I, I think it's in the milk fridge. Yeah, yeah, I think it's in the milk. The milk's in the milk fridge. Okay, what aisle is the milk fridge in, Janice? I don't really care. Like, I, I assume there's a milk fridge here. All right, I just want to know the direction of it. You don't even have to tell me the aisle. Just point, like, just nod your head towards the general vicinity of. I've been there before. I was at this uh, 
I was at the, the no frills or food basics. Well, I always get those two mixed up. Discount grocery store. I was at, uh, you know, for poor people. Um, bread, $1.98. Bam, eat that. And, uh, yeah, I was there. And this dude was having a hard time helping me. I was like, hey, buddy, where's uh, – what was I asking him for? Oh, yeah, rye flour. I wanted to make some bread. I say, where's your rye flour? He's like, oh, I know. It's in this aisle here. I know we have it for sure. I'm like, I don't think you do because uh, – I was looking around. I looked at every flower. You didn't have it. He's like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure I've put some out before. So we walked there, and he was just like – we were. he was with me for a good 10 minutes, right? You know, just ate up my day. Um, never found the right flowers. He was confident, though. Like, you ever see someone's confident just fizzle? He was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, it's here. It's here, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, it's not here, not this one. Maybe one aisle over in the other strange flower section will go there. Like, I already checked, buddy, but um, he's like, no, no, I'm pretty sure it's there. I know it's there. I, I put some out. I know. And there was nothing. And you could just see, like, the look of confidence look shattering off his face, you know? It was pretty It was pretty amusing. Tell you what's not amusing is my goddamn cat scratching at the door all goddamn fucking night. That's all it does. Fucking cats. Like, I, pr- I prefer a meow. You know, at least when a cat's meowing, you're like, okay, it's hungry. It wants to go to the bathroom. It wants to piss me off. But it's just scratching. Just it's trying to be annoying. It's like, uh, uh, I have problems. No one ever hugged me as a cat growing up. So now people, it's, he's just got issues. This cat's got issues. Like his, he must have been the runt of the litter. Like his parents just like didn't give him enough milk. So now he just, anytime there's any milk in a bowl anywhere, he'll fucking just try devouring it. Jesus Christ. You know, empty cereal. Like have some respect. He'll be licking out the bottom of an empty cereal bowl. Filthy feline bastard. God, I would. I threaten my cat all day. I love animals. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm. I, I'm a big animal guy, dude. Big animal guy. Love them. And but they piss me off. Cats especially. This one, I threaten him all day. Like I was like, I'll toss his hot coffee right in your face if you meow once more. Meow. He calls my bluff. I don't do it. Right? You can't. You can't toss hot coffee into a, a cat's face. It's illegal. And you don't feel good afterwards. I would assume. I've never done it. It's funny to make threats to animals for me, though. Threatening an animal. Like, what the hell's up with that? They just get to you so much. You're like, I'm going to threaten you, you animal. And I chose to have it in my house, right? Like, why? Just gets the, gets me so angry. It wakes me up at 5.30. Meows at dinner. It's breakfast time. You know it's not fucking breakfast time. The light's not even out, you know? It's just like a kid on Christmas morning, a hyperactive kid with ADD who wants the fucking first presents. You know, except every morning for food. Do you have the food? Then it tries to eat all the food really fast before my girlfriend and kid wake up, right? So it can get more food from them. And it does. It's a con artist. Cats have figured it all out. They figured out how to get food from us all the fucking time. And I've had enough of this shit. I think down with cat. I mean, I love my cat. He's great. Good cat. I have his back. But seriously, on a, in a whole, like on, on a whole level, fuck cats. Down with them. Screw them. You know? Like, they just, nah, they're fluffy. They're great. Some cats. Some cats are great. Ah, but still, they piss me off. Stop. With, we could, if only we could communicate with them. Like, look, you'll get wet food every day just when I wake up. And if you wake me up, well, guess what? You're not getting the wet food, you know? You eat the wet food when I tell you to eat the wet food, you know? He's looking at me now. He's like, did you say wet food? I'm like, I don't, I don't give him wet food because I know how cats are. You give, give, give a cat wet food once, it's like fucking sprinkling a bowl with 
methamphetamine. You know, you'll be addicted to it all the time. You can't just give someone something once. It's, 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 I swear, there's meth in fucking cat food. It has to be. Because you, you give it to them once and it just, it's like, that's what I need. I need the wet food. And my kid, she'll pick up the dry cat food off the floor and crunch on that shit. I'll be like, Raina, no, don't eat the cat food. And then that just makes her do it more. She's like, yeah, I'm just like, is this normal? Or do kids normally eat cat food? And I looked at the ingredients. Not bad. It was like tuna, chicken, uh, you know, beef. You know, that's what it said on the side. Then I looked at, you know, there, there was actually that stuff in it. But it, it was pretty much like the ingredients of like cheesies. A lot of the similar chemical ingredients as you'd find in like a bag of cheese doodles or Chester Cheetos. You know, that creepy, pervy cat on the bag. The cool cat who eats chips and he's cool. You know, remember those chips? You're like, yeah, man. Chester Cheeto. I want to be like that guy. He's cool. I should eat Cheetos too because, you know, he's a cool cat, Chester Cheeto. Really, when you look at it, he's just like a pervy dude. He's like a, he's like Matthew McConaughey from that high school movie, Ridgemont High or Ridgemount High. Hey, 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 what up? I'm Chester Cheeto. <laughs> he's really just a Matthew McConaughey clone. Or Matthew McConaughey banged the cat, and then it, that's what ha- comes out. Fucking cat, stop this shit. I'm telling you, he's he coming. Okay, that's the last technical difficulty due to cats. I'm pretty sure. Not the musical. That'd be funny. Just every time I tried to say something, a snippet of a shitty musical came in. No, that wouldn't be funny. What the fuck? I'm going crazy, you know? Not having an audience to bounce jokes off of really makes you think anything. Is this microphone funny? Microphones are funny because, I mean, who was ever the first person to want to amplify the sound of their voice? Probably a really soft-speaking person. Like, hey, no one ever listens to me. I'm going to create something. And then they're like, all right, that's a cool microphone. And then, you know, they probably killed that dude. He got killed. And then his invention was taken by someone with a loud voice, and he sold it. And that guy was Jeff Bezos. It's the story of Jeff Bezos, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, whatever. Let's get to the comedy pad. You know what I mean? This is the comedy podcast. First and foremost, why do we bury people? You know? Like, when they die. Why do we bury them? You know? Everyone's like, it's a very sacred ritual. It's a sacred tradition of burial. You need to bury people. You know? And it's like, it seems like the easiest way. Like, someone just dies and you're like, uh, I don't want to touch him. You want to touch him? No, I don't want to touch him. All right, let's just let's just shovel them into the corner. No, that was the first burial. It was just the corner. They piled the bodies up, and then it started stinking. And I go, all right, we got to make a hole. And they're like, you know what? Let's just make a hole right off the bat, and we'll just push them in. You know? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, well, how do we tell where each person is? Oh, we'll put like a little thing on there to let us know. Don, I had Don died here. Yeah, okay. You know, it's fucking weird. And then burning people—that's like one step even lower. It's just like ah, I don't even want to. Touch the person. They were coughing a lot before they died. You know, a lot of, <clears throat> you know, like, I don't want to get near that. So maybe let's just set them on fire. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they would have wanted it this way. Yeah, I think they would have wanted it this way. Yeah, you know. That's what people just say when they're not sure if anyone did want that want it that way. They just say it to themselves and make them feel good. They're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they wanted it this way. You know, that's it. Those are the only really two options. Burn or bury. Then you have the third, like, the Viking option. Like, fucking on a raft, set on fire, push into the ocean. That's the awesome way. That's the only really way to get sent into the afterlife. Egyptians had it down pretty cool. They did it way too much. You know, they, they really prepared people for death. They fucking, you know, dressed them up in their nicest clothes, put them in a chamber, put their brain in a jar beside them. Like, look at that guy. He's ready. He's got his brain in a jar beside him, ready for the afterlife. It's like, why didn't he just keep it in his head? It's like, I don't know. 
Maybe it'll be easy. I don't know. Maybe he'll have to like trade and barter stuff to get in. He'll have to trade part of his brain or something. Why would the Egyptians put people's brains in a jar, right? They say it was because <laughs> when they died, they did that. They would mummify them. They would suck their brain out of their nose with a straw. I remember learning this when I was seven, and it stuck with me pretty vividly reading it in this book. It was like a, a picture book of the pyramids, and they talked about how they found uh, mummies with, you know, uh, and their brains in jars beside them. I don't know if that's true. This book was telling me the truth, but it's, it's stuck. To, to, to me, to this day, it still is 100% fact. Right? That's how just the brain is. And I know it might not be. It's like 96% fact. I'm like, yeah, it's probably really true. But the brain in a jar? Like, why? Who was like, yeah, I bet it was just like the, the Pharaoh's advisor. Really did not like the Pharaoh at all. He was like the Pharaoh's, uh, you know, uh, ball sweat sopper upper. Right, he had his, his, he had like a bunch of you know sham wows, and he was there, and every time, the, and it was Egypt, and it was hot, so that pharaoh had a whole lot of ball sweat just dripping down, you know, pools of it, just you could fill up a pool with this pharaoh ball sweat, and this he had people uh, who were responsible for cleaning it up, and that guy, he probably didn't like the pharaoh, he was like fucking pharaoh man, yeah, he's probably playing soccer today again, Jesus Christ, can you not play soccer, pharaoh? Ease up, ease up. Put a, at least if you're gonna play soccer, you gotta go goalie. Okay, just go goalie. Don't run around so much. You know, you're a good goal. You're a good dead minder. Remember that, Pharaoh. I think I'll play center. No, don't play center. You'll be running back and forth all the time. So this guy did not like the Pharaoh because you know the Pharaoh would go out of his way to get more and more and more ball sweat because he saw how it irked him. And the Pharaoh, he liked irking people. He it was one of his favorite things to do. He go, you know, I'm gonna irk people today. Especially that guy sops at my ball sweat with a, a sham wow. So, when the pharaoh passed away, they were like, oh, I wonder what we should do with the pharaoh. It's like, yeah, should we put him in a hole or uh, burn him? And the guy's like, no, actually, he said he, uh, uh, he wanted to be, he wanted his brain removed and put in a jar. Like, really? They're like, yeah, yeah, he told me that. When, you, when would he tell you that? Hey, look, I'm the pharaoh's ball sweat sopper upper. We have some very intimate moments together. True, true, you guys did have a strange relationship. Uh... Yeah, okay. He said that. He said he wants his brain in his jar. We'll take your word for it, dude. All right, cool. You want to be the pharaoh now, too? Yeah, sure. Perfect. And that's how... And that's the story of Jeff, Jeff Bezos as well. That is also part of his life story. At one point, he became the pharaoh. He used to just be the guy who uh, cleaned up the sweat of the ball. And then, actually, Jeff Bezos does look like the bad guy from The Mummy, for sure. Does he not? The bald guy? Or just The Mummy? He is The Mummy. That's Jeff Bezos. I think that's the moral of this story, is that... Uh, if anything, the history of Egypt has taught me that the bad guy from The Mummy is 100% Jeff Bezos, the old Amazon owner. You know something's weird with that guy, right? Richest dude on the world. One of the richest. Whatever. He's the third richest, actually. Bill Gates is rich. Elon Musk. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? He's rich. One of the rich dudes. The fact that we keep track of that is stupid, eh? It's like We used to have hockey cards, baseball cards, pogs. You know, We'd collect stuff that we cared about. Now all we care about is money. We keep track of who's the richest. They should put out cards for that. You have, like, the Bill Gates card, the Elon Musk card, you know, the fucking Bezos card, the Saudi Prince card. You can collect them all. Be like Pokemon, you know? I'll trade you uh, your uh, Platinum Edition Bezos for your Gold Seal Edition Bill Gates. Oh, sweet. Look at this one. It's a hologram version of Bill Gates spraying light-dimming particles across the atmosphere. Cool, man. That's one of the hardest-to-find cards, you know? At least it would get kids into doing stuff again these days, you know? Get them off their cell phones into collecting cards. Fucking millionaires.
It's funny. I feel like people who don't like their parents blame their parents for all the problems in their world. People who do like their parents just blame rich rich people. You go, ah, it's all the people who are rich. They could have changed stuff. It was them. They're the ones who whose hands are dirty. They could have changed stuff, you know? But yeah, why do we bury people and burn people? Let's, let's spice things up. Let's get some new ways of disposing of bodies, you know? Like, uh... Uh, instead of wax museums, just people museums, huh? No? All right, whatever. How about uh, we could uh, have just, like, how do you get rid of people? It's tough. I wouldn't be a very good serial killer. You know, not very good at thinking of ways to dispose of bodies. Oh, you could have them just, like, hit by trains. That'd be cool, you know? Just, like, lined up on train tracks. Trains would do a pretty good job of just raining it would you'd have to add like raining body parts for the instead of weather you know it'd be like oh yeah it's a cloudy with a slight chance of raining people from the side of the mountain where the trains are there will be a slight misty blood uh, flow that's floating down from the southern hemisphere it's due to all the people that have been hit by trains or just chuck people out of helicopters eh? that'd be sweet just chuck them right out you know It'd be good for the land, too, you know? I mean, it's it sounds horrific, but it would actually add nutrients to the land. You know, just go across the the boreal forest throwing out bodies, and it would freaking... It would do, it would do wonders, right? You know, we don't need to be burying all these people, you know? On top of good farmland, really. We got great farmland here that is just... Like, the cemeteries are taking up so much good farmland space. And um, not like I, I want to be the person to dig them up. I don't want to be that weirdo, Yeah. You know that guy, <laughs> the guy, the grave digger. How do you get that job? It's like after you, you, after you can't be a bus driver anymore for whatever reason. You know, you beat up some kids. Some some kid shot an elastic band at your ear, and you were driving the bus. You're on a hairpin turn, nearly crashed. You just lost it. You're like, that's it. You parked the bus, went back there, and just leveled them. Went to town. You know, you got fired. So it's like you don't got many options. You're sitting there, you're like, okay, temp agency. Nah, I can't go to the temp agency. They're just gonna fuck me over. Give me fourteen bucks an hour. They're making twenty. How the hell is that even legal? Temp agencies should do a whole podcast on them. You know, you're like, ah, oh, I guess uh, I could bury people. You know, well, let's go to the grave graveyard. You know, plus you get some organs here and there. Make a little bit on the side in the black market. Kidneys go for a lot. Am I right, folks? All right. Um, yeah, I was walking around my neighborhood, walking around the old neighborhood where I live in Caledon, Ontario. And uh, that's all I really do is go for walks. And uh, there's all these huge mansions, massive, massive, massive mansions, estates, really. Fucking, you know, and a lot of them, like, the, the driveways aren't even plowed or cleared, so, you know, no one's even living there. It's huge properties, so much fucking awesome stuff on them, too. You walk by, there's just, like, tennis courts and basketball nets. And these are nice tennis courts that no one's using. I swear to God, in the wintertime, they were cleared off. You could see the clay. There was a clay court. I'm like, that's beautiful clay. It was, like, these the lines freshly painted, you know? There was a fucking line judge just waiting to officiate a game. Like, come on, someone please game. I'm Please play. I'm freezing to death out here. And he's got hypothermia. There's icicles forming on his nose. There's ball boys there. Like, come on, come play. No, not, not that. But just like, you know, courts, ready to go. And for me, I, one of my, like, I love tennis. It's great. It's one of my favorite sports. To play. Me and my bro, we played tennis growing up. A lot of fond memories playing tennis with my buddies. And uh, 
one of the most oppressed feelings I think you can have as a, like a, a middle class white dude in Canada is waiting to play tennis. You know, you go to a park with your friends. You're like, let's do this. You get there. All the courts are taken. You're like, what the fudge nugget? What the hell? And you're like, okay, like now you have to decide who has been there the longest, right? And you're like, you know, you're looking in there. And of course, everyone in there is kind of like hinting towards which you know, group of people has been there the longest. They're all like, the middle court, middle court, they've been here the longest, you know. And they're like, don't worry, we're at our fifth step, we'll be done soon. And they're never done soon, you know. It's like they forget how to count. Oh, I mean six, seven, seven, I forget which set it is. It's like, we're in overtime now, we're just playing in one more match. It's like, hurry the fuck up. You're just sitting there like, come on, waiting to play tennis. In the first world, that's what we spend our time. Some people spend 12 hours a day walking to a water hole and back, you know. Day's done. They get 12 hours there, 12 hours back. They have to do it again, you know, because they only have one bucket or some shit. Insane. I'm sitting here fucking waiting for tennis. Just like, come on. It's always fat Italian old guys too, like two, like a, like a, a pair of them. You know, there's two on one side, two on the other, playing a doubles match with their shirts off, sweating all over the place. Just like, oh, yes, you know, come on, let's go. It's their only form of exercise. Just not dying there every time. It's always the same guy. Anyway, whatever, you know, you're getting held up. By these freaking. So I, when I, sometimes I walk by these estates and I want to go up to these. You'll see these intercoms in their driveway. These super rich. You know, you know you've kind of detached from society when you have a fucking intercom at the end of your driveway. Like, you know, no, I don't want the Jehovah Witnesses anywhere near my door. You know, I'm going to have an intercom and then a kilometer long driveway. Good luck, buddy. Try giving me the watchtower now, okay? You're going to have to be the most jacked Jehovah Witness ever. Just fucking running up that hill. Yeah, so I want to go to these intercoms and just be like, hey, excuse me, hello, can I, uh, can I uh, use your tennis court? Because you can't sneak on. You can't sneak onto a rich person's property because they have fences. And not that you can't climb the fence, but they got those signs that say, you know, trespassers will be prosecuted. Like, they're just waiting for someone to jump on, the, jump on their property so they can call the cops. Be like, see, I told you these poor people were going to come scavenging on tennis courts. <laughs> just like them. Anyone who makes less than $2 million a year is always scavenging tennis courts. It's despicable. Who does such horrific things, right? But if you ask them, maybe they'd be like, Man. Classes, come and play some tennis on a court, you know? <laughs> Let's see if they have some fun. There's one house in the area, I heard this, all right, that has a golf course on it. It's this huge mansion with a golf course. You can see it from the air. I checked it out on Google Maps. And my buddy was telling me he, he did some work there, and he was like, yeah, I talked to some people there. Apparently, the operating cost for the landscaping staff is $80,000. 80 fucking grand for the landscaping staff. And and apparently, they've played golf like twice since they've built the house. But every month, they keep the staff on. That's insane. That's a level of rich that's just like foolish. You know? <sighs> yeah, it's fun. You know, you gotta, but you gotta, I feel like you gotta met, I mean, wealth inequality is at such a huge it's a huge problem right now. It's, it's, it just keeps getting worse. The gap between the rich and the poor is getting worse. I feel like evil Knievel needs to come back so we can do a fucking, so we can jump the gap between the rich and the poor on his motorcycle. Like, hey, everybody, look, the rich people are fucking you. It's like, maybe if he does it on a motorcycle, more people will pay attention. He's like, hey, yeah, we are getting fucked, kind of. Thanks, evil Knievel. You've really brought attention to this problem. No, but what we need to do is uh, just mess with them. So next time you walk by a big mansion or an estate that has an intercom on it, okay? Just go up to the intercom and, you know, pretend it's a Wendy's or a Burger King. Be like, yeah, hello? It's like, yeah. It's like, 
Yeah, okay, I'll have two junior bacon cheeseburgers as well, uh, a large fry. Yeah, is like, excuse me, this is the, the Chalmers Mansion. Oh, the Chalmers Mansion. Yes, yes, who is this? Oh, this is James. I, th I thought you were a Wendy's. A Wendy's? Yeah, you look from the outside. I thought your big, beautiful mansion was just a Wendy's restaurant. They'd be like, really? Like, yeah, you should do something about that. You're going to get a lot more people coming up this way. Maybe tell some of your buddies to come through, do the same thing. Like, yeah, is this the Wendy's? No, it's the Chalmers this day. You know, next day at dinner, they're like, that one big, those big, long, rich tables. It's like meant for a, th a thousand people. But there's just like two people sitting at it. You know, husband and wife at different ends. It's like, honey, did you hear that some people came by? I'm mistaking our house for a Wendy's. Several of them. Oh, well, we'll have to tear the whole thing down and rebuild it. I can't be having a beautiful mansion mistaken for a filthy Wendy's. <sighs> Damn it. Not again. And then as soon as they rebuild it, just come back and be like, hey, is this uh, the Burger King? I'll have a Whopper. They're like, oh, no. A house, a beautiful mansion looks like a Burger King now. You know, just, you gotta fight back against wealth inequality as much as you can. Just go to, anytime you see a mansion with an intercom, go up to it and be like, yeah, hello, uh, I'm here for the really creepy, weird, pervy, eyes wide shut mask party, you know, where we all just bang people and laugh about how the world's fucked and we, we hate on the poor, you know, we just like, Make fun of them. <laughs> oh, yes, come right on in. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Mm. You know? You're like, oh, I was joking. <laughs> no, no, no. Come in for the creepy, pervy mask party. Right? And that's how you know all, like, most of these globalist dudes are ugly, right? For them to be attracted to anybody and to get laid ever, they have to put masks on. They have to wear their nicest suits and wear a mask, right? It's like, come on. Even the ugliest person can wear a suit and they'll still generally get laid. They'll look okay. I'm like, yeah, that person's in a suit. Yeah. You know, but no, like, pfft. all these billionaires are just, that's why they're billionaires. Anyone who's a billionaire is just ugly, right? That's why they became a billionaire, because it was like, ah, oh, I'm so disgusting, I have to make up for it somehow. <laughs> and they did, right? And now they're running the world. Anyway. Mm. I feel like mangoes don't get enough press, you know? Not enough mangoes in the news. Yeah? I'm a big fan of mangoes. They're good. good, good. It's a good fruit, is it not? They're mangoes. Where would you rate mangoes on fruits? I think apples, number one. Blueberries in there. Strawberry, fresh strawberries. Really good fresh. Cherries, fucking bomb too. Decent banana. Mangoes, like a really, really good mango. <sighs> number one. Tasty, zesty mango. It's fucking spices your life up. You just take a bite. It's like the mango unchained, am I right? You know? I feel like the Mangalorian, you know? I feel like mango and cash there. That was a, that was a word play on a, Tango and Cash movie. That's an old movie. Yeah. Mangoes. There's good. Man. Mangoes. Mangoes. Who named that? Mangoes. It's one of the first fruits. It has to be. It sounds like a caveman named it. Right? Where did, where did Grok go? Mangoes. Mangoes to get fruit. Mangoes. Mangoes to fruit. He Mangoes to fruit. Oh, we'll call him Mangoes. Okay, calm down, Grok. Don't, don't sweat. You're sweating there thinking. Thinking too much. You know? Mangoes to get fruit. Mangoes. Okay, we get it. Mangoes. And they hit Grok in the head with a stone. They put him down because he was annoying. He wouldn't stop saying mangoes. But in his honor, they did name the fruit mangoes. Mangoes. In honor of Grok. Who just wouldn't shut up about calling the fruit mangoes. You know what I mean? Sometimes you gotta wail a stone across a caveman's head. I'm thinking like a caveman. That used to be a common thing, right? Someone just bothered you. You just wail a stone at them. Hey, hey, buddy, can I have a bite of your mammoth meat? No. 
Oh, well, I'm gonna have a bite anyway. Ugh, stone to the head. <laughs> Just. <coughs> it's a quick way to end a problem. Quick little stone to the head, you know. Little little stone to the head. Used to get in some rock fights. Growing up, rock fights were fun. Ever get into a rock fight? Think about that. Go back into your memory banks. On the playground, some kid throws a rock at you. you go, oh yeah, okay. You throw a bit. Throw another rock at him, but a little bit harder. He goes, hey, that was hard. He throws one at you, and it just escalates and escalates until everyone on the playground is whipping rocks at each other. Kids are getting blinded. Teeth are getting chipped. It's a fucking bringing three dump trucks of pebbles because all the rocks have been thrown around. You know? Windows are broken. Allegiances are made. Alliances are broken. Rock fight. 2021. Starring Morgan Freeman. It's a new movie. It's coming out. Rock fight. Would you watch it? I probably would. I was a big fan of the rock fights. I'd, it'd always be like me versus ten people somehow. Because I was good at rock fighting. And then people would be like, get James. And I'd be like, okay, go ahead. You can throw rocks at me all day. I'll just close my eyes and mouth and run into them. You know, if you just run face first and people throwing rocks, they lose their cool. And then if they throw their rocks and you get a couple steps and you're just like a foot from them, you can just unload a shotgun blast. Just So anyways, for any kids listening... I know there's probably a couple. It's a big hit show with the, you know, the four to five year old age group, I believe. If you're ever gonna be in a rock fight, you should do that. Grab some rocks, take the take the first. Don't don't ever throw your rocks first. Let someone else throw their rocks and then like get six or seven steps on them and let them have it. I could write the the book on rock fighting. I believe. I don't want to get into it almost because there's so many stories on rock fighting. It would be like a, another hour long podcast. Just it'd be the rock fighting edition. You know. The end of the day, as long as no one gets really hurt, it's okay. Mildly hurt? Oh, yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Remember, we would have rock fights on top of the 7-Eleven. A couple times. Me and my buddy Jeff Wintmill, J-Dub, we would uh, just whip rocks at each other, climb up, and this. We'd throw rocks at, like first at people off of it, and then it would always turn into us throwing rocks at each other. It would just always, oh, somehow, somehow. You know, one of us would throw a rock further than the other person. Or, like, a rock would slip out of her hands and hit the other person. And we'd feel vindicated. And say, you threw a rock at me? We were just two spazzy dudes on the roof throwing rocks. Nothing good would happen. And the cops did not get called very often. There was, must have been a lot more crime going on. You know, because if there was kids on a roof these days throwing rocks, cops are called instantly. Instantaneously, there's going to be, like, three police cars there. Tasers out. Especially if they're not white kids, just like black kids, Mexicans, Chinese. If they're on the roof, they'll have snipers called. It's like, all right, take take the shot. They got rocks in their hands, you know? It's fucked up. But, um, yeah, it was part of my, my childhood. Rock fights. It's a good time. I'm trying to think, even old as I got older, you'd still get into rock fights. Like, even maybe, like, grade nine? Oh, yeah. I remember being in grade nine, having a nice rock fight. Probably one of the last ones. We're like, oh, we're too strong now. We can't be whipping rocks at people. You know, we're just going to lose your eye. Throwing rocks. I remember once me and my bro were having a rock fight. He was in the water. And I wasn't allowed to swim out far because he was a better swimmer and I sucked at swimming. So my parents were like, all right, you can't swim out of that, like, past the boy. But um, Gabe can. And I was, like, pissed off. 
And then he like threw sand at me. Yeah, mud, you know that mud sand at the beach? It's like the sand, but you know, a foot or two in. It's good for throwing. You whip it at people, it's a good fun time. He hit me with a glob of that and then dived into the water and dove away. Started laughing. So I just started chucking rocks, full out rocks. And finally I hit him in, in the face, but I got him with a glob of sand because I snuck up, up on him underneath the water. And then like, I threw the, a big rock in the air. And then as he's looking at the rock in the air, I threw the, the mud sand and he got him right in the eye. We had to bring him to the hospital, actually. And they had to flush his eye to get the mud sand out of it. And the whole time I was like, you shouldn't have fucked with me, Gabe. You shouldn't. He's like, you threw sand in my eye. I'm like, I didn't think I'd hit you, man. It was a once-in-a-lifetime shot. He's like, it was a really great shot. But still, I don't know how you pulled that off. Like, he was impressed. He was impressed with how good the shot was. But, um, yeah, shout out to my bro. Great dude. Great man. Good man, you know? And, uh, anyway. You know what? I think that's been good for the comedy podcast, folks. This has been, uh, what is it? The 11th of February, 2021. I've been your host, James Hammond. It might not have been the moment you were waiting for. Hopefully you had a laugh, you chuckled, something caught you off guard. Maybe you shot milk or any kind of liquid out of your nostrils, even your eye. It is possible to shoot liquid out of your eye. Uh, try it out. Just practice. Your practice makes perfect. Anyway, till next time, much love, enjoy, stay healthy, keep laughing. I'm your host, James Hammond. Once again, if you want to book me for any kind of comedy-related things, not only do I do stand-up, I do voiceovers. I, uh, that's pretty much it, stand-up and voiceovers. But I, I'm sure there's other shit I can do, too. If you, you feel like you need comedy for it, let me know. James Hammond Comedy at Hotmail.com. Much love, everyone. Take care. Cheers. Doons to doons to doons. Comedy podcast. Comedy podcast. Comedy woke.